on Triple M Mining HQ. Good morning. Welcome to Mining HQ. I'm Pablo Miller. Coming up today, Chris Lamesia, he's going to get adventurous with us this morning. Uh, adventurer Paddy McHugh is going to join the show. Now, Paddy has done a little bit of everything from catching feral camels to leading major treks and expeditions across the Great Land. And most recently, uh, he completed in the Simpson Desert Adventure Walk. So if you're looking for a different holiday experience, Paddy has you sorted. And you never know, you may end up joining him on a future expedition. Let's get into it. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Pablo. Good morning to you. I want to say hello this morning to a, an adventurer and someone I know from my past days, showing our age here. Morning, Paddy McHugh. How are you? G'day, Chris. How are you? Mate, we're Long gonna... time no speak. Well, yeah, there you are. You're in, what, Townsville these days? Yeah, that's right. I've been here for nearly 20 years now. And we go back to our skydiving days, late 70s, early 80s. There's a lot of things that uh, you did, and that probably taps into your adventure spirit. So I was reading online your, what, 19 years of age and one of the youngest skydiving instructors in Australia? Yeah, I was actually. I got into it when I was 17, and I was just at that stage in life where I was looking for something to enthuse me and motivate me to do different things, and skydiving came up at a work site that I was at. For one jump, one jump that'll do me, but the first weekend I think I did three, then 150 the first year, and it just went crazy from there. So it's always stuck with me. Great sort of 10, 15 years I did doing it. Fantastic. Well, for our mining audience, uh, people listening across WA on Mining HQ, a little bit of a new segment we've got here, what they can uh, do when they have downtime, when they're not on mine sites, um, adventures. I thought, let's have a chat to Paddy because he's always doing an adventure. And you, you've just got back from what? Where were you recently? We just did, um, normally I do a walk across the Simpson Desert, across the French line, which is about 400 kilometres, but I do it every, you know, six or seven years, and I get seven or eight people that are brave enough or crazy enough to come along. And about a year ago, I ran a tiny little line in a couple of Facebook walking club pages, and I got 400 inquiries to walk across the Simpson Desert. So from that, we did one walk uh, about three months ago with 19 people we took across, and then the second one we did for a charity called Jenny's Place out of Newcastle, and nine of them walked across the 400 kilometres. So it was a, a big a big year. And the last particular trip we had, we had the most horrendous weather. We had floods and rain and cyclonic-type winds and people injured on motorbikes. It was the adventure from start to finish. But we all got out, and everybody really powered from the trip. It was an amazing group of people as are most of the people that do this sort of walk. Most of the people are women, and most of the people tend to be above the age of 50, 55. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic. It's a great trip. It's a hard trip. Uh, blisters here and there, <laughs> and the odd argument from time to time because you're spending 19 days stuck together walking 25 kilometres a day. Um, you know, the mental gymnastics you need to do that is can be quite interesting but all in all they're a great trip so we're we're keeping those going we're expanding a little bit to do different things in the simpson desert shorter walks and um, more looking at the ecology of the simpson desert and how it works at the back of birdsville and those um channel country flood out areas it's quite fascinating in there so we'll look to change and move a little bit but stick with the simpson desert because it's truly one of the most amazing places on earth well, there's a quote on your website. You say, the desert is a wonderful place, so wild but safe, so inspiring but scary, so unforgiving when things go bad. What's gone bad for you? 
I've had a bit of everything, Chris. We've <laughs> turned cars over on the side. We've had marauding camels run through our camp, causing chaos in the middle of the night. We had the national parks creep into our camp at 11.30 on this, just this last trip and take photographs of our cars. It was amazing. Never told us. They snuck in and it was just the weirdest experience. And we've had sandstorms and floods and all sorts of things. But it's one of those trips, you know. You've um, What's the saying? Get tough or die. Sometimes... They make you think about why on earth I'm, am I here? But look, the, the last two ones we've been lucky, even though we've had a horrendous weather, the, the people get something out of it. You know, they get to the end of 400 kilometres, they stand on Big Red, and you look back to the west where you've just walked 400 kilometres across 1,100 sand dunes, and you go, you sort of get this weird sense of, well, I don't know, achievement, you know, some sort of sense of satisfaction. It's quite unique, actually. The website, Paddy, so if they type in P-A-D-D-Y-M-C-H-U-G-H.com, we'll find all the adventures. That will get me. And we have a couple of Facebook pages, you know, Paddy McHugh Adventures and just Paddy McHugh. But yeah, the, the W or you search Camel Paddy and my webpage will pop up and you can follow all the different bits and pieces we've got there. And if you, We sell camels and do all that sort of stuff as well and play around the desert a bit. Yeah, That's I want, good. It's, sorry, mate. I was just going to say, I wanted to ask you about uh, camels. Where does that love of camels come from? When I was uh, 17, my brother introduced me to camels. He walked. I walked from Broken Hill to Cobar with him when he walked five camels, 30 donkeys and 17 horses from Alice Springs to Golgon. Then I did Birkin Wills with camels when I was 19. I walked 3,000 kilometres from the dig tree to the gulf and across to Townsville. And it just kept growing, you know, the different things. We got involved in exporting, we got involved in selling camels, we got involved in doing racing displays at the City of Melbourne, Brisbane Royal Agricultural Shows. We started doing, becoming sort of half well known. And then in 1988, that bicentennial camel race from Uluru to the Gold Coast, that was another 3,300 kilometre race. We entered a team of five in that. And it's just one of those things of life. It just keeps growing and Camels become a little bit part of your blood, I suppose. But it's been fascinating. We've met the richest people and the poorest people and everybody in between. So it's it's been, you know, fascinating look at the world. Yeah, they're a fascinating animal. Uh, are they all different, different personalities? Yeah, well, they are, and they're worth a fortune. You know, in Australia, we, we value them at about a 223 bullet most of the time. I was in Saudi Arabia two years ago, certainly three years ago now, and I saw one camel get sold in front of me for 7.4 million euro. Wow. And it just had to stand there and look good. So, you know, it's at the opposite end of the world. I wish ours could be worth a bit like that, but they never will be, I don't think. Well, we've mentioned but, your website, how people can reach you. For our mine, mine workers listening, what would you recommend? Which, which trip? Because there's so many to choose from. Well, the... the, the there's a couple that we do, and one we're bringing in a new one next year. The one we do across the Simpson is fairly hardcore. It's 20 days, maybe 25 by the time you get in and out of the places. Um, we're going to introduce a six-night, seven-day one where we fly from Brisbane to Burrsville, and then we'll do a six-day walk through the desert in the in the Air Creek system and the very edge of the eastern side of the Simpson where the really big sand dunes are. And we'll have people there that will talk with us and move with the group and explain what the Simpson Desert's all about and have a real proper look at it. Not not a gallop across the desert. It'll be more of an ecology look at how that will work. So that's going to be six, seven days. We're just about to set some dates for that one. So that should be quite interesting, actually. And we've found people trying to get away for 25 days. It's very hard for a lot of working people to get away, where maybe a six-day one might suit their, their world a little bit better. 
Mate, on a final note too, from your website, it says here filming the world's most deadly snake or sailing the Great Barrier Reef, finding a special location. What have you done with snakes? You must have a lot of experience there. Uh, we've, yeah, we've done a couple of film shoots with snakes. We had this guy, um, Crikey's Answer in America, a guy called Jeff Corwin, who was the, the answer to the, um, the American adventure snake thing like Steve Irwin did. Yeah. Anyway, we had to do a shoot in Western Queensland. They wanted to do um, have this fear snake which is the most venomous snake in the world, only found in Western Queensland. And we had to bring it from Brisbane across and Jeff Corwin turned up. And you know, he wasn't the smartest guy and he couldn't do a great lot of things very well. And we were very concerned that the snake was going to bite him. So the doctor said, look, there's not much we can do. We can sell you the three vials and it'll cost you two and a half thousand dollars a vial. But really, don't worry about it. <laughs> but it was the it was the only thing this guy could do was handle the snakes, riding camels or a motorbike, mustering cattle. He was pretty useless at but the snakes, he was really good. And it was interesting to watch people when they deal with really venomous snakes, how cool and how calm they are when they do it. It's very um, um, engaging. Well, springtime, they are out and about. And, Paddy, we thank you for being on, being on Mining HQ this morning, telling us about your adventures, and we look forward to chatting another time. My pleasure, Chris. All the best, too. For the very latest mining news in WA... Stream the Mining HQ podcast, available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.